and welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that always takes a provocative look at uh, advertising as a whole. Um, I'm your host with the most, Brian Wilder, and we've got a couple people in the studio today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hello, it'd be. It me. <laughs> was, Every, that was, time. That was Every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm the director of agency happiness for Evoke. I'm Michael. I'm the social media coordinator at Evoke. I'm Kelsey Shalhoub, and I'm also a social media coordinator at Evoke. And co-host. And co-host of yeah, Provoke. Yeah. Say it loud. Um, so on this episode, we are going to talk about creation without representation. And that's kind of a working title that I had for this episode. Um, a lot's gone on um, in the advertising industry when it comes to fair, proper representation of other cultures, other ethnicities. Um, and I guess to kind of kick it off, you know, Black Panther. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> no, no spoilers. We'll, we'll try not to, even though it's already been like two weeks, what are you guys doing? If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it by now, come Kelsey. on, come on. I haven't seen Get it. Get with it. <laughs> I've seen it twice now, yeah. so. She's yeah. making up for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about box doing office. a second showing. Yeah, I was going to watch it a second, second time. This week or weekend, but we'll see. I got, I, I'm, I'm a matinee kind of guy, so mm-hmm. we went at like three the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to score that like 10 a.m. matinee. Ooh, yeah. Just to see what good. it's like to see it go watch a movie at 10 or more, 10 in the morning. Really, mm-hmm. That sounds like something right? I would like to right? do. Like wake up, you have your coffee. Like what is the earliest exactly. possible movie show that I can hit? Yeah. yeah. From what I've seen, it's been 10 a.m. So Ooh. I feel like then you're going to just like walk throughout the rest of the day, just like Kendrick Lamar. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> in your head. What is I mean, I do that already. I do that already. Lamar did the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to the soundtrack. What have you Come on. You listen to the soundtrack? You listen to the movie? It's very good. Right. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's on Spotify. Look it up. It is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on Spotify. The world Apple is music. built really well. Mm-hmm. The Marvel movie showmanship is always on par. For sure. For sure. Um, it's it's just so good. It is. It's um, incredible. And that's totally subjective. You should probably <laughs> go see it yourself if you haven't already. Um, but... It's pretty undeniable the kind of uh, success that the movie has seen so far. Mm-hmm. Over 700 million uh, worldwide yeah. in, what, two weeks? Is it still under Avengers or has it beat Avengers? Oh, I haven't even checked. I believe on opening weekend it was just under Avengers okay. as yeah, far as Marvel's okay. really close. most highest grossing um, box office releases. Okay. Um, which is crazy because it, it beat Wonder Woman. Oh, and see, oh, confession, I never saw Wonder okay. Woman. Oh, I saw Wonder Woman! It's Wonder Woman! It's great! I was waiting for so it. So it's on, if you have HBO now, uh-huh. it's on HBO right now. Okay. Um, It's also on Redbox. Oh, Get wow. Old school. Old school. Old school. I really love Redbox it. Sam is making commission, yeah. actually. <laughs> you gotta dust off your DVD oh, player, man. Yeah, Um. so... It did. It did really well. Like mm-hmm. just gross. Like in general earnings. Right. But um, did you see the pre- like as far as the premiere goes? Did you see the fashion on the premiere? For sure. Yes, I loved it. That Hashtag was a huge black excellence. <laughs> like, just it was wonderful. Um, yeah. Everybody that showed up to the premiere, if you haven't seen, um, showed up in full like African regalia. Right. Right. Um, or like designers um, of color giving people for, mm-hmm. to stuff to wear for the red carpet mm-hmm. yeah and i think for the official red carpet the the dress code was african royalty yes mm-hmm. absolutely. so and that says that's just a great that's kind a of like for the whole movie exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so to segue into that, it's a perfect segue, um, I kind of wanted to kind of just go around and just talk about what this means for future representation of people of color in advertising um, i think 
Black Panther, among other examples, especially on the big street screen, have shown that kind of catering to people outside of the status quo, so to speak, mm-hmm. it, it pays off. So what are kind of some, I guess to kind of start the conversation, what are some things that you guys have seen as far as just like POC representation that either you think work or have been working or could, could change, should change? If we're going to talk about the movie for a minute, mm-hmm. um, watching the film as I've seen it twice, watching the film the second time, I recognized that it's not just that the main cast is really diverse and interesting right. from all walks of life. Um, and obviously like all from Wakanda, like right. based in Africa, mm-hmm. um, the scenes in the movie that are in different locations are also very diverse. Right. So it really goes to show that this film took every step to have a diverse cast, even in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, like their stunt performers, all like 40 of them, were all of completely different uh, backgrounds. Yeah. So, it, it you know, this movie really succeeded in being diverse. And I think that a diverse background is changing um, in, in the film industry. Like the more I watch movies, because um, I love the Marvel Universe and I love the DC Universe. Um, I think that there's definitely a pull, and I'm watching this change, um, there's definitely a pull for background actors and actors in advertisements to be more diverse. Right. And that people that consume this kind of media are demanding it. Mm-hmm. And where, like, what what kind of examples that you've seen recently where that's, where you see that change? Um, so, like, Disney did, the most, um, the most recent one I can think of is Disney released their, like, home goods and fashion line. Okay. Recently. Okay. And they did a mixed race family as one of their online, like, Facebook pre-rolls. Okay. It was a mixed race family, but gender roles are reversed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that just that um, is, is a great example of how we're changing. Like, models mm-hmm. for big, um, like, Uniculo and mm-hmm. other Disney things. Like, when you go to Disney Springs, like, all the models aren't white. There's a right, black model. Right, there's right. an Asian model. There's a bunch of different And I think you start seeing color. that in their movies mm-hmm. yes. more, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if I think of when all the original Disney princesses, I guess there was some diversity, mm-hmm. um, but now it seems that there's, like, everyone is dedicating time, scene, music, For sure. everything to yes. different cultures. And, um, yeah, I think Disney does that across the board. But I know what Adam yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I think that, um, as far as princesses go, that, that there's some steps forward to be made, Mm -hmm. but that people are, people are demanding Moana, Mm -hmm. you know, people are asking for Mm -hmm. Tiana, people are asking Mm -hmm. for like a more diverse Mm -hmm. cast of princesses. And that's really, really cool. That's really cool. I'm happy to see it. I mean, personally, I'm just, I'm just happy to be able to go spend money on a movie where black people weren't depicted as slaves or pimps drug dealers criminals that's that was just refreshing for me Mm -hmm. um and so to be able to identify like not so much identify be able to see black prosperity like Mm -hmm. on the big screen it was a i almost shed a thug tear not gonna lie i definitely sobbed a lot but um i was talking to you about this earlier like i remember being in school and you know i'm half mexican half white and um, like listening to teachers explain like this primitive nation of mm-hmm. Aztecs, mm-hmm. and then like they just kind of leave it there, right? You know, they don't go on and say like, oh well, Mexico City has um, one of the like uh, like the most doctoral candidates right. in 
Central America um, coming out of a couple of colleges there. You know, they don't have, they don't talk about like the technology that we have now. Right. They just are like, okay, like this ancient race. And then they leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this movie did is they, they, in the beginning of the movie, tell you this is the history of Wakanda, right. and this is what it's like right now, and yeah. they have crazy technology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's lit in Wakanda right now. It is lit. In Wakanda. <laughs> Things are changing in Wakanda. No, that's a, yeah, no, it's fantastic, and I, I just I appreciate Ryan Coogler and everybody who worked mm-hmm. on the movie, and just mm-hmm. being able to show a different, more enjoyable side of what it's like to to prosper as a person of color in in society. Being um, able to find yourself in right, a film, like being right. able to pick someone out in a commercial and be like, oh, that's me, um, really feels right. like progress. It really feels like something moving forward. And honestly, like for an advertiser, that's the mark that you want to hit. Exactly. And then I think mm-hmm. that's that's what I think that's what a lot of advertisers need to start touching more on. Like, did you guys see the video of when that, that one school in New York um, where they announced to all oh, they the kids, dancing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so to all cute. the kids that they were getting ready, they were gonna go to see uh, Black Panther. Why am I crying in the club right now? <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic, yeah, right? Yeah. It was awesome. Just like, and I think that just that sentiment alone is very, it's very important for 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 people, especially kids of color, to be able to see something that's broader or bigger than the than what they're used to seeing that stereotypical kind mm-hmm. of image of themselves mm-hmm. in tv and, and like and just films. supporting roles exactly like, exactly there's finally like a black superhero for you right and it's and you know black Panther's been around for for decades you yeah know, it's one of the one of the original um heroes and just, just to kind of see it come to life like yeah, that is you know outside of you know the comic book realm which i have a bone to pick <laughs> oh here we go let me tell you <laughs> i have a bone to pick with uh, a few of the uh, the comic book fanatics out there who still try to argue this idea of like well you know there the, the only reason why it's been brought to prominence is because people have been complaining about it and that there's not enough representation you're right there hasn't been enough representation which is why black panther was a thing and became mm-hmm. a thing and which is why it sold you know it's made grossed over 700 million and counting um, so <laughs> have you just, seen the america comics no there's a no, um, no. there's a, a super heroine called america and she's huh. just a uh, Latina woman. Hmm. Is this a, is a Marvel? It's Marvel. Oh, yeah. wow. See, and there's a whole like repository yeah. of those incredible. heroes. Absolutely. Right. Is it's impressive. Or is that different than it's, it's different. It's just her. She's just America. America. Oh, America. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's like a completely different outshoot. And she interacts with Kate Bishop a lot, who's the new Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people give Kate Bishop crap for being a young female Hawkeye because she starts as Hawkeye as a teenager. Right. Um, and a lot of people didn't like that um and i love um one of my friends went to the movie and said that there were kids sitting in front of her um like this little black boy like turned to his mom and was like i want to be black panther for halloween right like as soon as the movie let out same little boy same (laughs) (laughs) Same. you want a commission (laughs) all right exactly exactly yeah i'll hit you up after the show sure talk about it what do you guys Uh, think I think just in general, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I do have a different perspective, but I think in general, it's just a call to step up because it's like almost weird that we even have to have this conversation, Mm -hmm. I think. I don't Um, think so. I don't think it's weird that we have to have this conversation. I think it's overdue. Yeah. You know? Which which I guess then makes it seem like, why do we even have to sit down to talk about something that seems so obvious? Right. Um, But when you get to 
put yourself out onto a commercial level that's you know grossing over 700 million dollars it's it is it's a step step up step up for advertisers making 30 second commercials right um and step up to the big players that are putting out content in whatever form it doesn't just have to be videos it can be um print and, and the the commercials we were talking about so mm-hmm. to me it just seems like step up yeah, and that's the thing that I noticed with Black Panther that there was a lot of media push for this. Like Absolutely. I have, I have yeah. never seen this much advertising saturation for a movie, let alone a superhero movie like this. I have. I feel like they did it. I feel like this is Marvel's thing. Um, I feel like they really did it for Avengers. I think like, yeah, I especially yeah, definitely yeah. for Avengers. I would I put Avengers on the same level. But the fact that they're putting the same because like they could have made this movie and then just not advertised it, right? Because that's what they did for Wonder. That's Man. exactly what they yeah, did. For yeah. they that's did probably not, why I didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's totally what that was for Wonder Woman. The way that they could have, right? And it still broke records. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Marvel went okay, well. DC messed up mm-hmm. by doing that, mm-hmm. and they put the same amount of advertising dollar behind Black Panther that they would the new Avengers movie, right? Um, that comes out next year. Um, <laughs> I'm not counting dates. <laughs> <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> um, so, like the fact that they put all of that behind it shows that it was an effective way to spend their ad dollars, right? And it was a a positive way to spend their ad dollars and wasn't money wasted. Right. You know, this this deserved just as much and got just as much as any other, you know, mostly white and one green dude has to be a Who transforms back to being white. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we don't wanna we don't wanna bog down the show too much about Black Panther. Go see it if you haven't already and uh we'll you just hit us up at uh provoke P R O V O K at evogad.com and we'll email back and forth and we'll talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so to kind of switch gears a little bit, but still talking about representation and more so intersectionality. Um I, I was thinking about the the LGBT acronym and how it's kind of just expanded over time um like when i was first introduced to the acronym i just knew it as lgbt and mm-hmm. but since then i've like i've been i've been checked many times where it's like oh no it's boo boo it's changed um <laughs> and so it's it's grown it's it's grown moment by moment and i really kind of just want to talk about it's it's not enough to just be considered gay lesbian bisexual trans like there are certain there's certain intersectionalities that kind of come into play especially when advertisers are trying to speak to those very granular very fragmented audiences mm-hmm. so you could be con- you, whether you're a black transgendered or an an Asian gay person like it's there are certain things that you have to be mindful of and I guess I kind of wanted to just talk about how you how do you go about reconciling that like how do you go about addressing those communities without you know pandering or or stepping on another person's toes or maybe not being as inclusive as you could be it depends on what you mean like it depends like right are are you trying to reach someone that right is on a granular offshoot so like lgbtqia lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer intersex or asexual Mm mm-hmm um, like, are you trying to just reach the asexual community? I, 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 that's um, a, that's a good question. To, um, are you trying to reach queer people um, as a whole? Right. Um, and I say I queer is in the acronym. And I think that calling a group of LGBTQIA individuals queer is semi a reclamation of the term. Right. Okay. Um, and I think that reaching that umbrella absolutely like has to be approached with 
some kind of delicacy in, mm-hmm. in decorum. Um, and we've it, seen it depends right on whether you're trying to umbrella everybody or you're trying to reach one very specific group. Right. Because right. so, there are ways with with the power of advertising, <laughs> ways to do it either way. So, for example, we've seen we I've seen examples of or ads where it's kind of like the the quote unquote mainstream versions where it's just like male male female female. And right. You see that you know mm-hmm. exercise Very a lot generic. over 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 brands, but. I've also had conversations with people like, um, oh, who was it? Uh, what's that gym? What's that like mega gym for really fit people who look amazing? Oh, LA Fitness. Gym. Oh, Equinox. 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 There we go. Yeah. So they did that like the, the uh, LGBTQIA alphabet. Alphabet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, that was a good two, three and a half minute video where it went through the whole alphabet and it talked about, uh, I guess what I said here, the, that, that just that granular kind of fragmented um different sets of communities and how each one identifies differently but still gets put in this pot of just lgbtqia mm-hmm. etc so i i guess moving forward since we've already we ads have already covered like the male male female female like yeah. mm-hmm. w- what's next because i feel like there are still a lot of communities that aren't being addressed who have been very vocal about not being addressed, whether it's in society or in ads or what have you. So mm-hmm. I kind of I'm just curious as to what would be next for advertisers as far as like breaking in and, and, and acknowledging the rest of those communities. Well, it in my opinion, it goes back to inclusivity. OK, um, you know, it goes back to are you putting a trans person in your ad? Are you, is there an opportunity for you to put someone that is gender nonconforming in your advertisement? Right. Like, is there, where are the opportunities for you as an advertiser right. to make your cast diverse, um, to make, to consider these things? Right. Um, and, and that's sort of where the opportunity lies for me. Yeah. What do you think, Michael? I just feel like there's so many different um, categories to like cover, but I think for me is like that I notice they don't really cover within the gay community. Like there's masculine guys and then there's feminine guys but like for ads you see a lot of like straight acting straight looking guys but there's so many different types of gay people that kind of like like to wear makeup like to dress kind of girly right and then with the lesbian community you see a lot of lipstick lesbians and you don't like really see the girls that like wear the baseball caps like the tank tops like dress like a guy and stuff okay like that's another part within um the queer community that we kind of like have to cover as well aside from um multicultural so that's kind of something i want to see more of okay like because there's there's like a lot of talk between Absolutely. that yeah, yeah. The visual there's, narrative. A of, there's a lot of like it's not like infighting that's kind of the, the wrong word mm-hmm. to use but there's a lot of um like internalized gender roles that everyone has regardless mm-hmm. of your gay straight um you know, LGBTQIA, mm-hmm. um, everybody sort of addresses like what it is to be female, what it is to be male, what it is to be gender nonconforming. Um, right. and you're right. Like in advertisements, when you see a gay couple, like they're both usually like pretty mask. Yeah. They look gay men, like regular people, like regular straight dudes. Yeah. But, um, they're, since they're in a pairing, like, Oh, those are, are gay men. Um, mm-hmm. and, or it can play directly into another stereotype of like one lipstick lesbian and one very butch lesbian. Mm-hmm. And that's the pairing that they show. So, you know, challenge that, um, is, is my, my request is right. to like I want to see more real, yeah, like yeah, real, real couples, like yeah. real pairings. 
Um, and I think that, you know, in the push for like real advertising, the way that Dove has done, the way that um, a lot of other like beauty companies have done, the way that some, um, some like testimonial ads do, they look for real people. And mm-hmm. if you want to look for real people, don't look for like the most identifiable person. Look for someone who's unique. Mm-hmm. And I think that's your, your avenue. Yeah. yeah. To put everything what you guys are saying behind a theory without getting too heady, um, there is a, so at, in addition to being an ad PR student at UCF, I also study writing and rhetoric. And there's a really famous rhetorician, Kenneth Burke. And his whole thing is on identification. And mm-hmm. that is, in order to persuade someone, you have to identify with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So to take everything that you're just saying, like, for the people sitting at home, on the couch, on their phone, picking up the magazine, etc., um, the way to connect that message is to find how can I relate to that person, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, how can I relate to that smaller group of people without a- alienating myself right. from a larger population, um, but still come across authentic, um, you know, have means to persuade towards whatever the product or service might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that that's hard to to identify a community that you want to talk to that is relatively smaller than mm-hmm. what other communities exist. Mm-hmm. And how do you, you know, not alienate, but then at the same time, like, that's how they always feel. So yeah. But what I love about um, what I love about the LGBT community is that it is a melting pot in the way that that gym was kind of um, like they were trying to get at this idea of any inclusivity is inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Like any, um, like if, even if you were to expressly say this person identifies as asexual right. in an ad, every gay person under the LGBT umbrella is going to identify that's someone who belongs with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's someone who I, I feel I could relate to. Sure. Um, and I, I think that trying to pigeonhole too much does alienate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that only, like, using someone who is only one of the letters of the long acronym is going to alienate the rest of the acronym, in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, that comes up to, like, the opinion of the individual and, like, the, their, you know, their general, how exposed they are to issues and how um, accepting they are of, mm-hmm. of the rest of the acronym. But um, regardless, I think that that kind of inclusivity is worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I think a good example off the top of my head was, and I'm sure we've mentioned it in here before, but with Axe and how they did that whole Find Your Magic campaign, mm-hmm. how they kind of interspliced what you guys have mentioned, just like the, the straight looking or just even straight males doing, I guess, what straight males do. I don't know. <laughs> grill, grill out. I don't know. I don't know. And and then still still kind of and then the next shot would be like uh like a like a oh god what is it voguing there would be like a Vogue face off like mm. and then they would jump back to something else so it was just like just using those kind of like visual cues to kind of show that there are differentialities between different types of men mm-hmm. regardless of your sexuality while still being able to address both the majority and the minority yeah right. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, like, even if you just hit one mark, you're like, oh, yeah, that's me. And that's the, that makes you feel like <laughs> Check it out, me, Bogan. That's me, Bogan. On the way into Starbucks. <laughs> that's me with a handheld battery-operated drill. <laughs> like, at 3 a.m. trying to build something from Ikea. That's oh, me. Geez. That's me right there. That's funny for me. Axe, find your magic. Find your magic. <laughs> 
Hit us up. We already yeah, that was a concept. We just we just yep. storyboarded in like thirty seconds. Perfect. Congratulations, IKEA. <laughs> 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 you have an now. Exactly. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> um, all right. So we we mentioned um, Sam about you know Hispanic representation briefly. And um, I kind of want to move into that because this is something that I've been really interested in over the past few months specifically. Um, in a past episode, I talked about how I, I had a conversation with some creatives from Alma, uh, an agency in, based in Miami, and just the idea of like, so, okay, I was a little torn with, I had like this internal struggle with what, because they were, backtrack. They were named the uh, the Multicultural Agency of the Year by Advertising Age, if I'm not mistaken. And so to me, being being a black person in in the industry, my thought has always defaulted to, oh, diversity equals black. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. just been the mm-hmm. default for me, because that's you know, that's my dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that diversity obviously yeah. is going to mean something different to someone else. For some, it's women. For some, it's gay. For some, it's a different religion. What have you. Um, and so that was the thing that I struggled with. I was like, well, yeah, you know, black people work at this agency. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, you know, I, I, I was able to, you know, kind of think through that really quick and, and, and come to the, the realization that, um, and this is something that I, a conversation I have with people in here too, that outside of America, like the idea of Hispanic or Latino isn't necessarily this widely accepted term in the sense that, Someone from Colombia isn't going to consider themselves isn't necessarily going to consider themselves Latino or Hispanic. They're mm-hmm. going to be, oh, I'm from Colombia, mm-hmm. or I'm from Venezuela, I'm from yeah. Chile, you know, I'm from Spain. And that was the conversation that I kind of had with uh, these these creatives a couple weeks ago. And so I just wanted to really get an idea of, and especially with a lot of the the, the influx of uh, Puerto Ricans that have moved into Central Florida because of the hurricanes, like what. What could Central Florida specifically be doing to kind of address, not really address, that's probably the wrong word, but kind of just like put more focus and attention on the fact that there is a huge Hispanic influence in Florida and, and you know, our, our advertising has to kind of reflect that more than it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised there isn't because there's like... in. By millennia, there's like mm-hmm. a large oh, yeah. Brazilian-like community. Even though right. they speak Portuguese, right. they kind of still fit in with our category. But I also see like a lot of Hispanic people. I'm Peruvian. Right. Peruvian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I like I also work for a Latin radio station on the weekends, mm-hmm. and I go to all these festivals, and it's like a huge right. like demographic here in Central Florida. So to not see a lot of like billboards that like are in Spanish, um, or like a lot of I don't know, advertising focused on like the Hispanic Latin community. It's just surprising to me. Yeah. There's not a lot of outdoor and there's not a lot of print. Yeah. Um, I get served a lot of, um, I get served a lot of digital, (laughs) but that's kind of it. Um, and I, I lost my Spanish a long time ago. So, um, you gotta find that. I, it's hard, man. Your voice. My whole family is like, no, like, I'm tired. I don't want to speak Spanish right now. <laughs> like, okay. Or they're so tired that it's half Spanish. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I'm lost, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I feel like, um, I feel like that's that's kind of where the strength is a little bit. Even though I, I would love to see more outdoor, like I love seeing billboards in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there is a lot of strength in placing digital ads. 
towards the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do think that that's going to be where the future is going a little okay. bit more because um, Latinx people are, you know, just as technologically, you know, interested as a lot of other people are, um, if not more. I would say that um, the Latinx people that I know are like way more likely to interact with me on Instagram than they are to text me. Okay. Yeah. Like all my friends that mm-hmm. I know that are Hispanic are gonna hit me up on Instagram as a reply to my story instead of text me for some reason. I right. I, I think that might like, just be my friend group. I have like, a group chat with like my coworkers and we um, just basically like talk on Snapchat or Instagram, but oh, we yeah. don't really text. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of interesting. Like yeah. that's how. Hispanics kind of interact. That's the inroad. Also, Snapchat, you don't have to have a, um, you don't have to have a number for. Yeah. You don't have to have, like, self-service. You just have to have Wi-Fi. So Mm -hmm. I have a couple of friends that live in Paramore that um, just text me via Snapchat. Oh, wow. Because they, they, like, let their phones run out, like, when they're having a really hard time, and they just text me through Snapchat, and it's Mm -hmm. completely fine. Um, My friend David, in particular, is like, I don't need a phone number. I have, like, X amount of social media channels. Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, that's a great resource. Hmm. Um, You know, I I think it's really ingenious. Yeah. Wish I could save myself that. (laughs) 50 bucks a month or whatever I pay. So it's safe to say that those, the, the communities are out there. It's just... Oh, yeah reaching them is it's it's different i feel like on the onset though of a campaign or of any kind of brainstorm i feel like it, it's not that hard to readjust your narrative to meet a specific audience okay. and that might have to be changing the language changing the word choices mm-hmm. something as simple as like maybe what you refer to your product as but right write a narrative that meets your audience don't try to like do it the other way around mm-hmm. um and i mean serving an ad that's you're going to get them but like let your audience almost gravitate towards you through your messaging and through the way that you visually depict it, like we were talking about earlier, but also in your word choice and right. language choice and, you know, et cetera. Absolutely. Have you seen um, Me Too on Snapchat? Um, oh, I follow it, their face. Me too, me yeah. too. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, so uh, on Snapchat, you can, like, swipe um, to the left sure, and get yeah, your Discover page. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm subscribed to, like, BuzzFeed, Tasty and me too and um, I have them on Facebook too and they do a lot of like comedy stuff mm-hmm. kind of because they're a BuzzFeed offshoot yeah um, mm-hmm. so they do a lot of like comedy stuff and a lot of like meme pages and whatever but half of their content is in Spanish mm-hmm. um, and that's really as easy as it gets like we did an ad we continue to do ad campaigns for um, for mangoes and part of the copy is in Spanish. Right. And that's brilliant mm-hmm. because you're reaching people who are bilingual, you're mm-hmm. reaching people who only mm-hmm. speak Spanish, and you're reaching people who only speak English. So it, just a small adjustment in your copy mm-hmm. can be what it takes to reach both of those audiences mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. yeah, and I love, like, Me Too because um, they reference stuff, like, from my childhood. Yes. So, like, Caso oh Cerrado, God. like, uh. I haven't really seen it, but, like, I know what that is. So, mm-hmm. like, when I see, like, an image like that with, like, some funny copy and, like, that's so relatable. And there was, like, this guy who, like, tells you your fortune. Like, he would be on the news. And it says something about, like, cheeseman. Cheeseman means gossip. He's like, tell me all the cheeseman. Like, tell me all the gossip. And uh-huh. I thought that was so funny. So I love stuff like that. I love that stuff. I love um, when they... There's, like, this younger woman that does, um, like, comedy sketch stuff for them. And mm-hmm. she does Abuelita, like, as a character. So yes. she's always, like... She's always, like... All the get a sweater the before you leave the house. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. Or, like, where are you going dressed like that? That's one of my mm-hmm. other favorites. Or um, uh, La Chancla. 
is a thing that yeah, they use all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, that's universal for a bunch of people of color is that you're going to get hit in the head by flip flop. <laughs> yeah. So I think if we like incorporate some of that relevant stuff, like within our culture into like right. advertising, that would also do really well. Mm-hmm. And it makes but it fun. And yeah, it, it makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit a different emotion mm-hmm. rather than just like, oh yeah, that person looks like me. But like, oh, I actually know, like, I know that feeling <laughs> yeah. or that experience or moment. Right. Yeah. Like when, when your Thea gives you that look. And it's just like the what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, everybody has that that one. And my mom gives me that look still. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm 31 years old. Okoye did that look in Black Panther. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) Kelsey, you have to go see the movie. (laughs) You got to go see it. I'll go stream it. We'll, we'll, we'll chip in and we'll get you a ticket and go see it during the day or something. Thanks, we'll get Kelsey. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe. We'll go oh my God. Let's oh get a movie pass. Exactly. Please like, comment, and subscribe. In my link tree, you can find my Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Kelsey the Black Panther. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, kids. I think that is a great stopping point for this uh, episode. I would love to keep going. Um, we've got work to do. And so do y'all. I know y'all listening at work. It's your job. <laughs> um, so with that said I want to thank everybody for coming in and taking time to talk to us about creation without representation or you know a, a new form of representation um, as always if you have any questions comments or concerns be sure to send them to our email address provoke that's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com uh, and be sure to follow us on all of our social media channel channels so you can uh, keep up with our contributions to the advertising world um, and as far as today's quotes concerned uh, Ava DuVernay which is one of my favorite directors in uh, Wrinkle in Time's coming out soon, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, she said, when we're talking about diversity, it's not a box to check. It's a reality that should be deeply felt and held and valued by all of us. With that said, y'all take care. Mm-hmm.